Welcome to BrainStuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, BrainStuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. You've no doubt heard of the Tasmanian Devil or seen an animated version, the whirling dervish in Looney Tunes cartoons. But what about the Tasmanian Tiger? It's actually not even a tiger at all, instead a marsupial known as the thylacine, and it's thought to have gone extinct almost 100 years ago. But did it really? While many experts believe that the last known thylacine died at Australia's Hobart Zoo in 1936, others ardently claim that the animal still exists because they've spotted one or more in the wild. We spoke via email with Catherine Medlock, Honorary Curator of Vertebrate Zoology at the Tasmanian Museum and Art Gallery. She said, The international, Australian, and state definition of an extinct species is that there has been no reliable evidence of the species for 50 years. By this definition, they are officially an extinct species. Although designated as officially extinct, it's difficult to prove that something is not there as opposed to proving it is. There are many cases of species being rediscovered many years after supposed extinction. We also spoke via email with Rick Schwartz, an animal ambassador for California's San Diego Zoo. He explained that, quote, Since the 1930s, there have been a few claims that Tasmanian tigers have been seen for brief moments in the wild. However, no substantial evidence has proven they exist at this time. We also spoke via email with Neil Waters of the Thylacine Awareness Group of Australia, who sort of disagrees. Quote, do I think the animal is extinct? No, because I have seen two and been coughed slash barked at by one in South Australia in 2018. There have been more than 7,000 documented sightings of thylacines, or animals that appear to be thylacines, but the majority of those sightings on mainland Australia. According to the scientific formula applied to mammals, though, it is extinct and has been since 1936. For 50 years, the animal was considered rare and endangered. This fact inconveniently keeps the animal as a recent extinction, rather than an ancient one we should lose hope over and forget about. Let's step back a bit. What exactly is a Tasmanian tiger? Schwartz explained that it's not a big cat at all. He said, The name tiger most likely was given to the animal by the European settlers due to the light stripes that went from the spine down each side on the hind end of the animal. Most people agree that the Tasmanian tiger looks like a medium-sized, short-haired dog with subtle stripes on its hindquarters and the base of its tail. The tail was thick and muscular at the base, more like a kangaroo's tail than a dog's tail. The colorations were described as light brown and yellow brown, with darker brown stripes. These animals weighed about 45 to 70 pounds, that's 20 to 30 kilos, with a body length of 40 to 50 inches, or 100 to 125 centimeters, with that tail adding another 20 to 25 inches, or 50 to 60 centimeters. Most stood about two feet tall, or two-thirds of a meter, at the shoulder. Schwartz said, In our modern times, we usually think of marsupials as koalas and kangaroos, However, the Tasmanian tiger had a number of unique characteristics, being a dog-like, medium-sized carnivore that's also a marsupial. Its size and features were more similar to that of a small wolf or large fox. Combine that with the striped pattern on the hind end and a thick muscular tail similar to a kangaroo, and you've got a pretty unique animal. And Waters said, When you have a close look at the prints we find, you will see time and time again the broad splay of the toes and the claw drag impressions from the massive fixed claws on the animal's forefeet. The reason they are splayed wide and not like a dog is because thylacines don't have webbing between their toes. 
Their front feet also still act similar to hands as they can both hop like a kangaroo or run on all fours. As a result, many of the prints appear that the front feet are literally grabbing the ground as they dig in on curves or at high speed when pursuing prey. When Europeans first colonized Australia, the Tasmanian tiger was rarely seen. The animal started to become increasingly blamed for attacks on sheep, however, so private companies and the Tasmanian government attempted to curb the population by establishing bounties in exchange for dead thylacines. Adding to their eventual extinction was the sad fact that Australia's colonization eroded the thylacine's habitat. By the 1920s, sightings of the Tasmanian tiger in the wild became extremely rare, and in 1930, a farmer shot and killed the second-to-last known wild Tasmanian tiger. The final thylacine was captured in the Florentine Valley in 1933 and transferred to the Hobart Zoo. On September 7, 1936, the animal, known as Benjamin, died in captivity. Black and white footage recorded in 1933 would become historically significant as images of the final thylacine. In 1937, the Tasmanian Animals and Birds Protection Board a later to become the National Park Service, launched a series to determine where thylacines still might be found. Medlock said, Unfortunately, a living animal was not discovered. The final search in this series was into the Jane River area in western Tasmania. On this search, some thylacine footprints were discovered in a creek bed. The original plaster casts of these prints are lodged in the Tasmanian Museum. The Tasmanian Museum doesn't receive sighting reports, and we don't have the expertise to assess them. This is done by the Department of Primary Industries, Water, and Environment. They continue to record reported sightings and take them seriously. Often, however, sightings, films, and photographs are released to the media through the people who are reporting them rather than a government body. Over the years, there have been several instances of photographs and films purported to be thylacines in the wild, but none have been verified as genuine evidence of an animal. Waters, however, contends that there have been dozens of credible sightings of thylacines. He said, actually, hundreds of them, too many to name. One in particular was a busload of tourists in Western Australia back in the 1980s who all saw the animal at close range in broad daylight whilst on a wildflower tour. The fact that we find headless kangaroos all over Australia is a key piece of physical evidence that these animals still persist, but nobody wants to know about it because it's always blamed on either hunters or Satanists by ill-informed people who don't understand how these animals feed. Waters has been working tirelessly to raise public awareness of this animal's continued existence for the past five years, meeting dozens of witnesses and collecting thousands of statements regarding sightings of this animal in both Tasmania and across mainland Australia. His work appears in the 2017 documentary Living, The Thylacine Dream, which follows Waters' travels throughout mainland Australia to collect evidence of predation, as well as stories of sightings from witnesses who are adamant they've seen the thylacine both recently and historically. Today's episode was written by Wendy Bowman and produced by Tyler Klang. For more on this and lots of other curious topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. 